Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording... This guy was recently picked for the 666 Project. He is also the host of Narrow Minded, which is a, um, a movie uh, series that you can see at the Narrow. And he also uh, does something with SaveNarrowVideo.org because, you know... The narrow video needs to be saved. Um, hey, welcome Patrick C. Taylor to the stage. Hi, everybody. I'm about to make things really awkward. So just prepare yourselves. Um, Happy early birthday. Oh, thank you. Cut, cut that from the podcast. <laughs> By the way, Mom, if you're listening to the podcast, turn it off right now. Uh, okay. Um, you can learn a lot from your, about yourself uh, from a hand job. <laughs> this story <laughs> takes place when I was 21 years old. Did that happen again? <laughs> Starting over. So... <laughs> You can learn a lot about yourself from a hand job. <laughs> this story takes place in, uh, when I was 21 years old. Uh, in September in 2001, my first uh, like, serious girlfriend broke up with me. This was the first girl that I ever had sex with. And we had sex a lot. And after that, I had not had sex with any other girls. I had not kissed or flirted with any other girls because I was this really shy kid who was too nervous to, to even ask for the things he wanted. And that's when I was like in February of the next year when I moved out to L.A. with my friend who already lived there. Uh, and he knew that about me. And he was like, hey, man. As soon as I got there, he's like, hey, man, get in the car. We're going to do the swingers thing. We're going to Vegas. And so we jump in the car and we drive to Vegas. And I immediately win, win $60 on the slot machines. So I'm feeling really good. And we check into our hotel, the MGM Grand, the big green hotel there. Uh, we get up to the room and my friend is like, hey, man, you know what you should do? that will help your confidence. You should, you should get a call girl. <laughs> and I think about it, like, this is, this is not a thing that I would ever, like, sit at home and suddenly the light bulb goes on. It's like, I should get a call girl. <laughs> but you know how sometimes your friends can talk you into these things that it's like, I mean, it's not like I was against it, like, you know, because having had sex now is kind of more stimulated than I used to be in general. So I'm like, all right, maybe, but I don't know how this works. Uh, like, if we call up the escort service, like, when she shows up, is she going to be really offended if I suggest some kind of sex thing? He's like, no, trust me. You're going to get what you paid for. So I'm like, all right, all right, this is Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas until now. Um, but okay, and so he makes the phone call for me. He makes the phone call. He gets the information. It's going to be $250 for an hour. Uh, she'll be there in an hour. And then he gets a question and he asks me, uh, blonde or brunette? And I think about it, like, I'd always had a thing at that time for blondes. Like, I'd always wanted to, like, you know, like, have a blonde girlfriend or something. Like, but I never had any luck. Like, I got rejected by blondes. And so finally, this was my opportunity. So with Astis, uh, I answered, of course, brunette. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think I was scared of getting rejected by my prostitute. <laughs> I, I just thought a brunette would be nicer or something. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, my friend is like, all right, I'm going to go 
gamble money, you have fun. He leaves me there alone in the hotel room, and uh, I wait for like an hour, really nervous, and then I get a phone call. And she's downstairs, and she's like, you have to come down and and meet me because it's like suspicious if I... Uh, come up the elevator alone. So I go down and I meet her. She's at the newsstand reading a magazine. And she's tall. She's got curly blonde hair. And she's really like, you might picture like, like someone voluptuous with a lot of makeup, but she was really like a very down-to-earth kind of beauty. Um, just a very nice girl. And so uh, we exchange pleasantries. <laughs> we go up and we go up to my hotel room. Uh, and I ask her like, are you a cop? And she's like, no, are you? And I'm like, no, and we both laugh. Even though I found out later, like, a cop is actually allowed to lie to you and then still arrest you. So there we are, a couple of idiots laughing. Uh, And then I give her the $250, and she counts it out, and she puts it in her little purse, and then she says, okay, now, do you know how this works? And I'm like, no, I have no idea how this works. And so she's like, all right, uh, lay down on the bed. And I lay down on the bed. We're still clothed. And she starts, like, gliding her body over my body as she proceeds to explain how this all works. She's like, okay, now listen, that $250, that goes straight to the escort service. I don't see any of that. And Now, anything that you want to have happen between us, that's money on top of the 250 And then she gives me her menu, which is... Her menu, which is three, six, and nine. 300, 600, 900, which I quickly gather means hand job, blow job, actual sex. And I have $50 left in my wallet. <laughs> like, I figured like $250, $50, that's like a good tip. That's like 20%, right? You know, so, but that, that's not going to work. I'm like, I'm, I was, I'm sorry, just, I, I don't have that kind of money. And so she says, like, okay, well, you seem like a nice guy, so I'll give you the student discount. And <laughs> that's what she said. And the student discount is, a, is 250 500 750 And I'm like, is it okay if I run to the ATM downstairs? She's like, well, clock's ticking, but yeah, go. And I race to the ATM. Like, I didn't even use the elevator. I just, like, dove down the elevator shaft. And I'm, like, racing past the slot machines, you know. I see my friend. He's like, hey, man, I can't talk, can't talk. I get to the ATM, and the ATM is like, slow your roll. I have to thank whatever ATM gods made this decision that a person cannot withdraw an unlimited amount of money from an ATM in Vegas in the middle of the night, thank you, because I immediately, I had 50 bucks, I like plugged in like $700, and it's like, no, no, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give, I'll give you $300, that's the max I could get, so now I have $350 on me, I'm doing the math, she said like $255, maybe I can talk her into that second thing, so I go up with the 350 and I hand it to her, and I say, uh, whatever, that'll get me. <laughs> And this time, she doesn't even count it. She just puts it in her purse, and she proceeds to give me the first thing. I paid $600 for a hand job. Now, when you receive a $600 hand job, there's a lot of pressure. I mean, in some cases, there would be a lot of pressure on her, but for me, there was a lot of pressure on me to get $600 of enjoyment out of a hand job, which I don't know for me if that's humanly possible, but I figure I'd give it a shot. Uh, so she, uh, 
She's like, okay, now get undressed. I get undressed, you know, lay down on the bed. She gets undressed, and she goes into the bathroom and goes through, like, the little, like, shampoos and stuff and gets the moisturizer. And she comes back out, and she straddles herself on my stomach, like, facing away from me. So it's like butthole to belly button. I'm, like, staring at her butt. And she proceeds to, like, she fills her hand with moisturizer and starts to... She proceeds, and she, she's talented. She knows what she's doing. She's doing like this, like, uh, it's kind of like opening a pickle jar kind of thing. And she's doing a motion where it kind of looks to me like, and it feels like having sex. You know, it's a decent recreation. Um, however, um, I, I know some guys use moisturizer to jerk off. Um, I never had before. So to me, this felt like sex, but it felt like sex with someone who had their vagina filled with Hellman's mayonnaise. And I, I apologize. I apologize immediately uh, because, I mean, that's not a pleasant visual, but that, that was the visual that was in my head at that moment, and I couldn't get it out. Uh, and so this, like, this, this wasn't working for me, and I'm, like, really, like... Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not having fun. And she's like, um, you know, you can, like, touch my boobs or something. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, like, touching her boobs feels great. But after, like, 10 or 15 minutes, we're about 30 minutes in now, like, it's just not working. And she actually turns back to me, and she's like, uh, she, like, actually, like, bats around my dick a little, like, to show me that it's not erect, as, as if I'm not aware of that at this moment. <laughs> And I was like, are, are you doing okay? And I'm, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, I'm just kind of nervous. She's like, do you want me to keep going? I'm like, um, yeah. Uh, and I, I can tell she's a little frustrated at this point, but she keeps going. She actually she turns around. She's now straddled, like, right above my knee, so she's, like, facing me and keeps trying to open that pickle jar. Um, <laughs> It's still not working. Uh, like, she asked me, like, do, do you want to see my pussy? And I'm like, um, no, I'm, I'm not really into that. And, and, and she stops cold and cocks her head and asks, are you gay? Uh, n- no, I'm just not into, like, Looking at a, at, at a pussy, like, I like the feeling of being in, uh, uh, but I don't like, it's just not, it's not working, okay? <laughs> and this is about the point where suddenly the phone rings, and I'm like, oh shit, it's the fuzz. <laughs> and she's like, don't worry, no, that's, that, that's just, that, that's for me. <laughs> like, answer the phone. I answer the phone, and it's her escort service, and they ask for her. Uh, and she and she takes the phone. and She's like, "Yeah, no, I'm doing just fine." Like, because it's been like 45 minutes at this point. She's like, "No, don't worry, I'm okay. It's just taking a while." She says she gives me the side eye, and I'm like sheepish. And she hangs up the the phone. And I haven't been hard for like a good like 20 minutes at this point. Um, and she's like, "Do you do you want to keep going?" And I'm like, um, "I mean, I, I I guess I paid for the hour." Uh, and so at this point, we just both proceed with this hand job that neither of us are particularly enjoying by now. And yeah, we just continue with that for another 10, 15 minutes, and then the hour's up. 
and she gets dressed. And at this point, I'm just apologizing profusely. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm more nervous than I thought I would be. And, and you remind me of this lesbian I know. Uh, uh, yeah. Did I explain that part of the story? I didn't explain that part of the story. This girl looked just like a customer I knew from home at the video store I work at uh, who's in a lesbian relationship. And so I actually now, when I picture the story, I picture that lesbian in the story. And I want to apologize to the lesbian for that and also to the prostitute. Um, yeah, and then she went, she went on her way and left me there alone, naked on the bed. My dick has no sensation whatsoever at this point, but is thoroughly moisturized. Uh, and yeah, I like clean up and get dressed, listen to sad bastard music until my friend comes back upstairs and... He gets to hear the story, and uh, then we drive back to L.A., where I live for the next year. And in that next year, I never flirted with a girl. I didn't kiss a girl. I didn't receive a hand job from a girl for any amount of money. Um, but, okay, here's the thing is, I don't want to, like, I'm not talking shit about, like, this girl. Because sex workers, my, my point of view is that in any society, there's going to be a huge demand for sex work. And so there's always going to be sex workers. And the way, so the way we choose to treat sex workers says a lot more about us than it says about them. You know, just because I didn't, my story didn't have a happy ending, <laughs> so, so to speak, um, that's not her fault. Because I, I learned something about myself that day, which is that for me to, like, what it, what it takes to turn me on is that I have to know that a girl is, like, physically and or romantic, let's say and, physically and romantically attracted to me, or it's not going to work for me. Like, if there's a financial transaction involved, I'm not going to believe that she's into me. Uh, and it took a $600 hand job for me to learn that, you know, it's not just about consent, it's about enthusiasm, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now I know <laughs> what it takes for me to get off um, this stage is just to leave <laughs> and... If you'd like to tell a story like this one, or just enjoy the show, visit tellmemorelive.org. That's tellmemorelive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows, plenty of ways to pitch your story, and our podcast featuring storytellers from previous shows. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.